Hola, I'm Paulina. Hi, I'm Bricia. And we're sisters, friends, daughters, wives, and business owners following our dreams, just striving to be a better version of ourselves every day. All right, and we're also moms. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Supermama Sisterhood. Sisterhood. And I was jumping on the waves with Carista, and he was like, oh my God, this is the best ever. I'm... We get in the car, we get home. She cries because I woke her up. Ah! I was like, I wish I didn't have any kids within like three hours. <laughs> she stopped me right there. She was like, Brisa, I want you to understand this. I seriously believe that our children choose us and we don't choose our children. Right. Your baby chose you to be his mom. Mm-hmm. He knew what kind of mom he wanted. And he chose you as his mom. Oh, that's really nice. We're all sisters here to inspire, support, and guide each other to dream bigger and to enjoy every moment of this extraordinary journey that is womanhood. Listas? Here we go. <laughs> Super mamas! Hello. I know, I know. There's only one voice behind the mic this week. It's just me this week, Paulina. Bricia is in Oaxaca, and she is working on a very, very exciting project that we will be sharing with you soon, real soon. She took the baby with her, so I cannot wait to hear all about it, how she did it in the play. Well, actually, she traveled with my sister Elizabeth, so I'm sure things were a little bit easier, but you never know, right? Taking a, a kid in a plane... Is very unpredictable. So, um, as you notice, we didn't have an episode last week, but I hope everybody had a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic 4th of July week. Uh, we did. We got together in my house. It was actually the first time since I moved that I hosted my family, and I had a great time. I really, really enjoyed seeing the kids playing together and just running around in the backyard. And, you know, we barbecued, and it was, like, really fun. We had, like... Fireworks galore because where I live, I think that's a thing, right? Like they, the fireworks seriously ended like at one in the morning, which I thought it was crazy. At the beginning, it was like, yay, fun, 4th of July, fireworks, like at 8 p.m. The nine were like, oh, cool, they're still going. 10, we were like, okay, we get it. All right. 11, it was like, Jesus, when are they going to end? By midnight, I was like, I can't even do this anymore. So they finished like at one in the morning. It was fun. I mean, the kids got so tired. They actually, they asked to go to bed, which was something that after that, I've been just playing with them in the backyard nonstop because they actually request their bedtimes, which I thought was pretty cool. I mean, it's something that has never happened before. So I'm taking full, full advantage of that situation. Anyway, again, I hope you all had a fantastic week. And now let's get up to the show. This week, we have Marisol Garcia. She is the one of the founders of Together in Birth. I actually met Marisol back in May at The Social. And it was one of those things that I feel like it was meant to be. She approached me, you know, and we started talking about my pregnancy and how everything was going. And I happened to mention that I wanted to have a different experience this time around. And she right away started t- talking about this concept of healing and, and my healing birth and my healing experience, which I never really thought about it. I know that I've had very two very traumatic experiences in a very different ways. One of them was like 43 hours. One was like six hours, but they were both traumatic on the same differently. So when we were talking about, when she actually mentioned the word healing birth, it sounded very appealing for me. So I started talking to her more and more and we got together, we had lunch and we revisited the concept of the healing birth during this lunch. And I was so excited for it. I got really excited. I talked to my husband right away and I said, Look, I feel like I need this. And not only me, but I feel like we both need this. We need this as a couple. We need this as a family. Um, I really, really want to do this. So he agreed and we started talking to a midwife. And now Marisol is part of my birth team. So hopefully, I mean, if everything goes well, I will be having a home birth this time around. Uh, But I wanted to bring her in the show because I really wanted to 
talk about this concept of doula. You know, what is a doula? What do they do? How did the concept come about? You know, when when did that start? It. I feel like it's a, such a foreign concept for a lot of us, right? I had no idea what a doula was. Honestly, I had heard the word, but I thought it was some fancy dancy concept, and I didn't even think about it. I never thought about it. I always thought that it was something reserved for certain experiences. But as I as I as I came to find. You know, you can have a doula anywhere. You can have a doula if you want having a baby, as you know, in a traditional birth at the hospital. If you're having a, you can have a doula at home. You can have a doula in all kinds of experiences, and that I thought it was pretty cool. And I thought it was also something that, you know, all of the pregnant mommies out there can explore. If you feel like you know you're feeling anxious, I feel like I could have, I would have definitely gone for a doula on my first experience if I knew a little bit more about it. Because the first time around, you don't even know what the hell is going on, and so having somebody there to support you and just to be there for you—it's at least for me. I know it would have made a huge difference in my first and second birthing experience. To be honest with you, so I hope you guys find this episode very informative. I find I hope that you guys find it educational. So share with a friend, share with a pregnant sister, share with somebody that's thinking about getting pregnant because you're never too early to start looking at all of your options when it comes to birthing and having not such a bad experience, right? We all want to have a good experience with this. You're bringing a baby into this world, so I feel like we should all have at least decent experiences. It will be painful. It will be painful regardless, but still, right? We want to have the best, the best experiences that we can. Anyway, so here is Marisol, and I hope you guys enjoy the show. Hi, Marisol. Welcome to the show. <laughs> We've had a very interesting off mic conversation. conversation. <laughs> off mic conversations technically <laughs> almost end up being just as good as the on mic conversations. I wish we were recording the off mics conversation. <laughs> That would have been nice. You have great teeth. Gracias. Oh. <laughs> We're just running to teeth right now. No, no braces. This is all really genetics. Really? Wow. wow. They're perfect. Yeah. Wow, you have great teeth. You've never had braces before? Never. We got to put a picture of your teeth up on our website. So we look at- <laughs> well, my pictures are on there. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes. Oh, you do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, Marisol Garcia is a doula. Yes. yes. Can you explain what doulas are to our audiences? Yes. <laughs> to our audience? Um, so doulas are um, women. Uh, there's also men doulas. Really? Which, um, which is kind of cool, too, because there's um, a different type of, you know, support that they can provide. But typically, you have a woman doula who supports the mother throughout her pregnancy journey, but also during the course of labor and postpartum. And we can help with, you know, education. So you know what kind of choices you have when you're trying to figure out your birth plan or um, where you should have your baby. Um, that typically is one of like my favorite topics that I can discuss with with um, people because sometimes they're like, oh, well, I'm just going to go to the hospital and I'll just ask them, you know, well, have you ever thought of a birth center or a home birth? And then they're like, oh, well, I don't know how that works. I don't know about my insurance or anything like that. And so we can kind of help them maneuver through that process mm-hmm. and make that decision a little easier for them to see if that really fits their lifestyle or their, you know, desires or choices. So um, what is the difference between a midwife and a doula? So a doula is not a medical provider. We do not do any medical exams, no vaginal exams, no fetal monitoring, um, fetal heart tones, like none of that stuff. We don't do any of that. We are there for emotional support, physical support. um, Massage support. Yeah, massage support. I mean, I tell my clients all the time, like you would think that I have like these massive guns, right? Because I'm always like doing the hip squeeze and, you know, (laughs) massaging and doing all this Mm -hmm. stuff like for extended period of time um, because we always switch off with the partner because sometimes – <clears throat> the partner doesn't realize how lengthy a labor can be. Right. And so we, you know, we're like, okay, well, you take a break. You've been doing this for 30 minutes or whatever, and then I'll take over. Um, and then your midwife, they are there for the 
health and well-being of you and your baby. So they do yeah. check, you know, they do vaginal exams. They check to make sure that the baby's heart rate is okay um, with the mother, temperature, fever, um, just the overall health of the delivery. This is all through the labor mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. I yeah. know. Which- and then your midwife does do your um, prenatal care also. Right. So you go see her every month and, you know, you spend time with her. She does all of your exams that they would do at the OB office too. Um, glucose, you know, the um, GBS test, you know, all that stuff. So Marisol and I met at the social this year at the Superman social. And I think I did speak to, I did tell you guys about what you share with me that really stayed with me and really made me decide on considering ha- um, home birth mm-hmm. because we were talking and I kind of told you my two previous experiences. So then, you know, I was telling you that I wanted something different. I wanted a different experience this time. And then you were talking about a healing birth, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was very interesting. And I was like, that is exactly what I need, you know, because both both of my experiences have been very traumatic in different ways. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more about what you share with me on the social? Um, so after talking to you, and I think you when you had um, told me what your two birth experiences were, and maybe kind of picking up on some of the like, insecurities for this birth mm-hmm. coming up. Um, and you bring all of that, like every birth that you have, you kind of bring that baggage with you to the next one. So if you had a traumatic birth experience the first time, you might have a certain level of fear with a right. second one. Mm-hmm. Not always, but typically it does because sometimes this trauma is unresolved right. um, because in our society, it's not something that we typically talk about after you have your baby. You have your baby. Oh my gosh, you look great. And you know, your baby's so cute. And that's kind of the end of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like they don't really talk to you about like, how was your birth? Like, how can I help you? What are you struggling with? Um, so then you carry that over to the next pregnancy. And it's the same thing. It's kind of like when you're in a relationship and you break up with somebody and it was a, an awful relationship. And then now you bring all those insecurities mm-hmm. into right. the next relationship. And so mm-hmm. I kind of see it like that sometimes. Um, and I know I had told you guys before that I would have like 10 kids if I could. (laughs) Uh, But my boyfriend was like, no, we're done. Closed up shop and that's it. Um, But I really think that if I could have like one more baby to just kind of close up my birth experiences from before, I would be happy. Um, But this is why I do what I do because I can empower women and I can educate women and couples about the choices that they have. Um, so that they don't have to go through those same things again. Right. Um, how to ask the proper questions and how to choose a provider that is not, you're not choosing an OB because he's a nice guy. You're not choosing an OB because you've known her for 10 years. You know, oh, she's been my gynecologist for 10 years, so I'm just going to stick with her. Like those are not choices or those are not reasons why you should choose an OB because you're having a baby. Right. Like this is a very personal and intimate experience. And you know, you can have an OB who tells you, oh, yeah, we support, you know, natural birth and oh, yeah, that looks great. And then you come into the hospital and then kind of things like change or shift. <clears throat> and if that is the case, then if you have a doula, then she can kind of guide you in the process of, okay, well, maybe you can ask this question or maybe you can ask them about this or mm, these right, are some other okay. alternatives. And your uh, voice, your advocate when you're in pain. Yeah. I think I, I shared with you when we were having um, – coffee that when i came in into the hospital when i was already i think i was already dilated at six six like this lady handed me a brochure and asked me if i wanted to yeah, have something like to, help, you want to, read stuff. to help me like he's like this will help you with hemorrhoids here's the information and i was like i am dilated at seven centimeters yeah. right now I am not going to sit down and read a brochure. <laughs> right. So I think at that moment, it would be you intervene. Like you would be the advocate, right? Yeah. Um, and as much as like a doula can advocate for you, like we don't speak on your behalf. So as far as like medical decisions and choices that need to happen, um, we can kind of tell you what your choices are, what happens if you do choose this said procedure or medication, and then we can tell you what happens if you don't. And then you and your partner can have that conversation and really see if that's right for your family, because there's three people that you think about during the course of your labor. It's the mother, the baby, but also the partner, because they are very they're a very involved part in this. Right. This is how you got here, right? So if I can help you guys feel like you have somebody in your corner, like if you just have you and your husband 
in the delivery room and you have a nurse or a doctor that comes in and says, well, this is what we have to do. Um, you're making decisions based on an emotional, um, like an emotional time, right? right? You're not thinking maybe necessarily like logically or um, your husband or your your partner is emotionally invested in you. So if they feel like you're in distress or you're not handling pain very well and the nurse is like, oh, well, if you just get the epidural, you know, she can go to sleep or, you know, she can rest for a little bit. Um, but if you have a doula there that knows that you want to have a natural childbirth, you can say, okay, well, this is what can happen. These are the things that we can do to try to get her to relax or try to get her to, you know, take a little break or, you know, something like that. Then they might not feel so inclined Right. To make that decision that can alter. So you bring the essential oils with you. I bring oils with me. I do. And in my questionnaire that I have for my clients, I always ask them if there's any scents or smells that they don't like or that they prefer because I do bring oils with me. Um, some of my clients bring their own diffusers if they have their own preferences, but, um, I use them and I use, you know, lotion and massage oils, um, for the comfort of the mother. Right. Yeah. I really like when you and I sat down a few weeks ago and we were talking about this whole doula situation. You were telling me something very interesting. They said you don't really take the partner's place. Right. Um, and the way you explained it to me, I thought it was very interesting and I really liked it. And I spoke with my husband about it because it was more like you teach us how to work together. And it was like the training, quote unquote, I guess, from... Mm -hmm here until the birth was more like a couples therapy mm -hmm. which i found very interesting and i was like that is so great because i feel like sometimes guys are like as long as you're okay i'll do that's whatever. all that matters that's yeah. all that matters right and they feel like they don't have a place at least my husband right <laughs> like he feels like he can he was like whatever you want whatever you want and if they right. feel like out of place in the situation of the birth but when you and i were talking you were telling me no like they have they actually the opposite they have to become completely involved and they have to be there for you because they are your the other half of your team mm -hmm. which i really like exactly yeah that's your it's your birth team so who is who is in who have you chosen to be on your team so think about when you were in elementary school and you would play dodgeball or whatever mm -hmm. right like you pick and chose the people that you wanted on your team because you wanted to win um not necessarily saying that labor is like a winning situation, but it, you are you are choosing like you are choosing your OB or your midwife. You are choosing your healthcare provider. You are choosing the location of your birth, whether right. it's a certain hospital. Um, you, obviously, your partner needs to be there, so they need to be as involved in the decision making and feel like they are part of the team. Have I attended births where the dad is like totally, you know? oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. And they just like sit down and I kind of have to take over, which is a great thing to have a doula there for that reason, right? right. Um, but then I've also had births where I can continue to remind the partner, you know, you can try this or you can try that. Or um, when you hire a doula, you pretty much, for me, I'm not saying that all doulas do this, but for me, once you, you know, sign your contract and you have wanted me to be part of your birth team, that is when I become fully available to you 24-7. So if you go to a doctor's appointment and you're like, oh, like, you know, this came up at my doctor's appointment. What do you think about it? Or what do you think I should do? Or what choices do I have? Then we can talk about that and we can have a conversation. Um, also, you know, when when you're laboring at home, early labor, right? Like it's not necessarily a time for you to go to the hospital just yet, but how can I coach the husband or the partner on what exercises to do or what positions to put her in on, you know, you can take my class and you can, <laughs> and you can learn everything. But then once your wife is in labor and yeah. then you're like, Oh my God, I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. um, then I can remind you of all of those things. And maybe you're doing the hip squeeze all the time. And then she's like, I don't want to do that anymore. It's not, a, it's not comfortable for me. So then he'll call me or text me and I'll say, okay, we'll try this or try that. And so I can give you um, suggestions for comfort measures at home. Um, And then obviously, you know, decide on when is a good time to go to the hospital. But as long as the dad is involved and as long as a partner has like a full role, um, the mother is going to feel less stressful, less insecure. She's going to feel safer mm -hmm. and empowered because she feels like her partner's got her, you know, right. like whatever happens, I know they're being strong for me so I can do this. Right. Yeah. And also your person that they can both be accountable for. Yeah. Right. Because sometimes, um, <clears throat> well, I would say like my, my, my case, 
uh, when we took a birth class, you know, uh, at Kaiser with my husband. And, you know, I, because I'm not say all men, but some men can tune out very easily mm-hmm. to where it's like, okay, cool. So hip squeeze, I got it down. Okay, cool. Like, all right. So then like I push your feet down. That's, that's another one that felt good for me. Yeah. And I was like sitting on the chair and then they would put, push the feet down, the, the knees down. Um, and then sort of like, okay, cool. So like, that's it, right? Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go. But like, like what you said, there's so much more involvement that goes into it. So sort of like, like what Paulina called you, I think is a good sort of like a therapist when you come mm-hmm. in the middle and then you explain the why. They kind of, and because they're paying you, they feel more like, okay, I got to get like, I got to listen to her. <laughs> I got to listen to what else you're saying. Yeah. You know, it's true though. Yeah. Right. It's true because then you become like kind of like that third person where like, okay, we got to do this together. Yes. It's not just like a class it's not we randomly took. It's not just one person, took. yeah. Yeah. I really like that. And I know you you have um Bradley Method. Yes, I'm a Bradley Method instructor. What, what is that? What does that mean? So a Bradley Method instructor um is, uh, well, the Bradley classes um it's a natural childbirth course it's 12 weeks and it is the most comprehensive childbirth course that's out on the market um it is one of the ones that works the best we have an over 87 percent success rate in natural unmedicated childbirth um and as a doula i have to put on like another hat where i have to respect the choices that my client makes um but i feel that all of the processes and all of the things that you learn in the classes we go from everything from nutrition, exercises, coaches' roles, stages of labor, you know, pushing, postpartum, um, relaxation. Like we do all of this stuff. Um, so if I were to try to squeeze all of that in in a weekend class, like it would be so overwhelming. Right. Um, I've had a lot of my dads, um, not that I discourage them from taking a hospital class. I want them to take a hospital class mm-hmm. because I want them to know the procedures and policies that are going to happen. And I want them to know what choices they're able to make. And I've had many dads tell me, oh, I went to the hospital class. These dudes didn't know nothing. Like they were like draws on the floor. They were like eyes wide open and they were like <laughs> so scared. And I was like, oh, yeah, we learned that in class. Like you just become more prepared mm-hmm, right. and more able to help your partner in labor and if you feel confident as a man or as a partner then you're gonna therefore feel like you can help her get through this um and you don't feel as helpless yeah Yeah. i don't know what to do yeah (laughs) tell me what to do i don't know yeah and if i do have a dad yeah and if i do have a dad that feels that way (laughs) (laughs) that was me yeah So he wanted to go to the bathroom. I can't believe he's and- still around. <laughs> I'm saying that. He wanted to go to the bathroom and you didn't want him to no, leave No, no. My, my my husband, my brother-in-law. <laughs> okay. Who, but now when her last labor, you know, he needed to go to the bathroom. So he went to the bathroom. She's like, where's he going? Where's he going? And it's like, dude, he went to the bathroom. What? Tell him to come back. And I'm like, he's taking his shit. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, that's why that's what we're excited about this. Because, yeah. you know, we want to do it differently. And the same way for him. I think, you know, when we went with the midwife and she asked him, like, you know, how do you feel about this whole situation? And he was like, yeah, I mean, as long as she's comfortable, as long as she wants this, like, it was about me. Right. And, and it very well should like, what be. Do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean about me? No, but, you know, like, I really like what you said. Like, just it's about both of us. Yes. And I want this to be a, a good experience for him as well. Yeah. The first time it was very overwhelming for both of us. Like, he was so worried about me. Yeah. You know, it was long it was exhausting the second one he just felt like battered yeah <laughs> i was like felt yes it was <laughs> i didn't hit him but you know i was just like it's you your fault yeah. you kind of hit him <laughs> but what I, I felt so bad i was like you need a healing birth <laughs> he needs but, a healing birth as well but you know but i just not need a healing birth okay she's fine ramiro needs a healing birth. he needs to have this poor guy <laughs> you <laughs> and we prepare we prepare partners in the classes to what happens if she's having a contraction and you have to go to the bathroom <laughs> okay yes. what do you do <laughs> and that's i ask that in every single class what do you do and a lot of dads will say i'll just hold it <laughs> yeah well if you have to go and you haven't gone in 12 hours that's not going to work out very well yeah, like, for you. I'll get a cup. Yeah. Some dads say, I'll wear Depends. 
<laughs> like they'll say like kind of a bunch of goofy stuff like you know dads typically do yeah. but um that's a very real thing yeah. obviously it happened to you he yeah. had to go to the bathroom and you were screaming and yelling for your husband because that's all you wanted and you know like he didn't he doesn't really say much during labor i but just, you just really needed want him, him there i'm like just look how i'm suffering for you yeah <laughs> <laughs> You need some other therapy. Yeah. You guys look like you guys need some other type of therapy. No, we I mean, that's you have done. Look what you, you did this to me. No, that's what she was saying. Oh, I she said, was like, come. She was like totally. Let me tell you this. You did it to each other. The movie. She was out of the movie. Stop. I was, but you know, it was because but I wasn't I mean, prepared. Like, was it's like Paulina loves to be dramatic, and that's her moment <laughs> to, to be, be dramatic. To be the most. Yeah. I mean, she like takes advantage of it. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't prepared That's the perfect at all time for to be that, extra, for what happened. Right? Yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> I was not prepared at all for what happened. And, you know, I think that's the... I was very surprised at what I, I actually had accomplished. Like, I did it, like, with nothing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so I guess if I do it, if I'm like, mine, you know, my mind is prepared, my yeah. soul is prepared, everything, my body's prepared, then I could do it. Like, yeah, we don't. Ha- it doesn't have to be as dramatic as last time. Yeah. And that's why I want to do it differently this time. You know, we both want to do it. He's very excited. He's like, yeah, let's do it. And this. every birth, like even even with your first birth, right. right? You had your daughter. But then when you got pregnant again. I forgot. <laughs> either one, you forget because obviously, and they tell you it's so true. Like you go through the course of labor and you have your baby and you forget all of the pain, right? Yeah. That you've been in. Um, but then you have another baby and when you found out you were pregnant, like how did that affect this pregnancy and the course of your labor compared to the first one? Did you already say, well, the first time we did this and I didn't want to do that yeah. or the first time I really liked that we did this and I want to keep doing that. I think what happened with the second time was like, I was, I thought I was like so prepared for the first time and mm-hmm. I had everything ready and I got to the hospital and everything went the other way Yeah, that I was like, I don't even I don't even like why even prepare? why do I even worry? You know, mm-hmm. I'm like whatever, whatever ha- happens, gonna happen. So then that's why I went in. I was like, I already took the class. I already did this, and I, and I was like, oh my god, yeah. this is nothing this like is the first time. I'm so passionate about this, and I was telling Bricia earlier that I can talk about this forever. I can sit here and talk to you guys for like five hours about birth, but it, because birth is a women's rights issue, mm-hmm. birth is a sexual rights issue. You have to take back your birth you have to own your birth because when you because when you go to the hospital or you go you know wherever it is that you choose to have your baby and people are just telling you what to do Mm -hmm. then you you're the only one that's left in your brain when everybody goes home when the support is gone when you're not in the hospital and the nurses are taking care of you, you are the only one that's left in your head dealing with the thoughts of what happened. Yeah. Nobody asks you that. And and that is why I am so passionate about not only giving the tools to couples to have their babies and to educate themselves about their choices. And it's not a one size fits all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then postpartum too. Like, how are we going to take care of the mom postpartum? No. It's not just because you look great. You know, you just had a baby, number one. You grew a human. It took you nine months to make this baby. And it's going to take you about that time for your body to heal internally. Like, you know, the doctor releases you in six to eight weeks, but that doesn't mean that you're healed. Right. Mm-hmm. Physically. Right. And emotionally. And emotionally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do we help women, you know, get through that? How do we tell people and to set up boundaries that you know yes you can come and visit me and the baby but what are you going to do for me are you going to bring me food are you going to clean my house you're going <laughs> to yeah, wash the dishes sure. you know yeah. and i think in the latino community that's very much the norm right you have a baby your mom your grandma your tias come over and mm-hmm. they help you and they do that but what about women who don't live where their parents live mm-hmm. if they live out of the country or out of state or whatever where it's not feasible or what happens if your mom is still working and she hasn't retired yet and who's going to help you and how are you guys going to work together as a team to make that happen and single moms and single moms and i feel like we don't you know because my sister and i both are married we don't really talk a lot about that but we yeah. should because there's so many out there and yeah. it's like if you're part if you don't have a husband boyfriend partner um they're with you 
you know, you have to plan to like a friend for mm-hmm. you to be with there with you. Like, yeah. I think a lot of women also need to be open to asking for help. Yeah, like that's I hard. I wasn't open to ask for help. Yeah. I I thought like you know I'm just gonna do it myself. Like you know like I don't want my mom to be here. I can do it. I chose to have this kid. I should be the Giddy one us. that bear that, could, <laughs> that yeah that like that needs. I can't. I don't want to bother anyone with like my problem. Right. <laughs> my problem. My child. Uh, you know. So and and. That could be that that could be very some like someone that could be very much how someone else would think that may not have a partner. Yeah. And all I'm saying is like you don't have to be alone. Uh-uh. Just because you don't have a man or a woman who's you know your partner by your side doesn't mean you have to do it alone. Right. You know. It takes a village, right? It, it takes a lot of people. So I think our last <laughs> guest um, and on our episode 108 was saying that one of the tips she gave I thought was super cool was foster those relationships when you are pregnant Mm -hmm. you know find people who are pregnant and the same like you know like you find women who are like-minded like 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 Mm like-minded like you or find you know a friend that can maybe maybe don't have any kids so she can have time for you (laughs) yeah (laughs) but uh, (laughs) but who can like who's nurturing who care for you and you know be open to ask for help like don't be that person that bears the stuff don't be that woman that that thinks that she needs to do it all, all herself herself because that's how she needs to prove her womanhood that doesn't exist you're just that you're just like hurting yourself yeah mm-hmm. and the and the baby yeah because if you're not okay then you then you're, ca- you're not, not able okay, to yeah. take care of the baby fully you yeah. know even though you're like oh i'm gonna do this on my own no a baby is just you know a child is something that needs a lot of care from different people not just one and if you're not doing well yourself how are you gonna take care of the baby mm-hmm. you know so that's yeah. something that that's something that we learn along the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a live and learn situation for yeah. sure. When I had my first son, um, I was living with his dad and we lived with his dad. And so my mom didn't feel comfortable like coming into this man's mm-hmm. house. And even though we all kind of got along, like it was never where she felt like, ay, deja de limpiarte la casa, or let me go make you some food, or, you know, do anything like that. And she was still working full time. So it was a little bit harder for her. So I really did feel like, um, although I had the support from my family, um, home-wise, though, like cooking and cleaning and, you know, taking care of the baby, all of that stuff sometimes fell all on me. Um, And then with my second one, I had an amazing support system. Obviously, I was 10 years older. I was really young when I had my first son. Um, my mom would come over and, you know, she would take my son to school and take him to soccer practice. And, you know, my partner was there and um, my sister would come and cook for us and, you know, stocked our fridge for me to just be able to have food available and just warm it up. Um, and it was so different, yeah. the recovery. And I think I really, you know, took the time to make sure that I was okay physically before anything else. Like that was my main priority. There was two things that were very important to me was breastfeeding and taking care of my baby. That was it. And, you know, we'll watch videos of, you know, when when Merrick was little and I would hear Rick say, oh, you know, I was nursing. And then he would say like, oh, you know, did you eat already? And then he would bring me like water or he would bring me something. So that is one of those things where like, we have to learn how to accept Mm -hmm. to let people take care of us because you are only one person and you can only do so much. And you should start doing it when you're pregnant. Yeah. Practice, practice the openness of accepting help since you're pregnant. Yeah. Because when you have that child, it'll be different. Yeah. Okay, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll come back with our super mama pig She hasn't run away. She hasn't run away. She's like, I'm not gonna assist you on your birth if you're gonna hit me. <laughs> Thanks, Marcia. No, I'll just put your husband there. He'll, he'll like, be my blocker. Yeah. <laughs> no, and another what um another thing that I think a lot of people have the misconception is that only you know, people with money get to have a doula or like yeah. it's like a luxury, yeah. right? And it's something that I honestly, me, I thought that way before. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, it must be like, it's just, it's just something not for me. Like, why do I have to pay for this service? 
Yeah, or you know, it was just like that's a luxury. Yeah, you know, that's a luxury. That's- or, or just really like I don't have t- I don't have money to pay for something like that. <laughs> yeah, or that. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it's more it's something like that. That's sort of like, oh yeah, me I don't need that. That's like an extra yeah. expense. I no, but need. you do need that. You yeah, know, when when clients come to me and they're like, you know, what's you know your fee and you know all this stuff. Um, Sometimes I do get people that are like, oh, you know, that's too expensive or I wasn't expecting to, you know, have this type of expense. But I feel that when you value the, the, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Like the, the benefits that mm-hmm. come from having a doula and the outcomes that you can have from having a doula, mm-hmm. um, then you realize that it is worth it. There's like these buttons and little memes and stuff that are all around the birth community that your doula is worth the moolah. Um, <laughs> they're worth every penny because they are an invaluable part of the birth team. Uh, we will keep you, you know, on target to achieving your birth goals. Um, but also if there's a variation or a deviation from the plan, then we can also help you make those decisions too, where you feel like you're getting all the information that you don't have to make a, a quick decision. And generally, nothing really has to be decided like right this second. Mm-hmm. In a rare circumstance where it is a life and death situation, obviously, you're going to do what is best to save the life of the mother and the baby, right? But everything else, there's typically time. But it's all about how confident you are about making those decisions. Um, so yes, having a doula is definitely worth the moolah. Worth the moolah. Yes, your doula <laughs> is worth the moolah. Um, and a lot of doulas, myself included, I can barter for services. Like if you are a photographer, or if you do this, or if you do that, and I feel like, oh, like, Good you know. know, I give you this, you <laughs> yeah. give me that. Um, or like payment plans. Um, I do a sliding scale for women who are on public assistance. Um, I do a sliding scale for women who maybe their partners are the only one working. Um, mm. and maybe they have other children. So I do take that into account because I do want this to be something that all women can benefit right. from. I also guarantee you that if you're a first time mom, I can go through your registry and I can go through your. Oh, for sure. And I can take out about. I can make you save not just money. I can find the money for your doula. Yes, absolutely. And things you don't need. Yes. Like, do you and really plus need? more? Yeah. So you have the money. You just put it. You're just wasting it putting on things it in a different area. Yeah. yeah. This right. is something that we do need. I, we were talking last last episode about how we prepare for every. Oh my god, my registry, my yeah. nursery. Let's my talk this. about your wedding. You know. Yeah. You're you're like diaper warmer. Like, right. Like, like you know like just there's so many things that you are not going to need that yeah. you're going to be able to find money for your doula I think things. that all the and time. you'll have a great ex- birth experience yeah there's yeah. no price on that no there's no do you price take on pictures that. while you're there um, I am not like a professional photographer but I have had couples who are like no no I don't want any pictures and I'm like how can you not have pictures of the birth of your baby even if it's just pictures that you guys share with each other yeah. or your mom or you know your your close friends and family you have to be able to have those memories and so my phone is typically in my back pocket usually and i'll just you know bring it out and i'll snap some pictures and then i'll just airdrop them or send them to the couples because um they have to and with that it's worth the money and (laughs) and also and you don't want to take away the dad like you don't want to take away the partner or the dad's role in oh let me let me not be with my wife or my baby because I need to take pictures. Yeah. And then where's the dad and all of that? Which is what usually happens. Which is yeah. what usually happens. We need to include the partner the in every... That's just a lie. That's just a lie. No. Oh, that is not a lie. I will bring him into this room and we will ask him that that's... Oh my God. Jesus. You should am, totally you should I am totally not a horrible wife. I am not. No, you're not. No. No. <laughs> no. Never. Whatever. <laughs> yes, including Whatever. your partner and creating your village, which is one of the reasons why I also started um, the Latina Mothers Collaborative. Yes, tell us about that. Because I would find, now this is coming from, you know, a place of love and a place of, you know, my own experiences and opinions. Um, I would oftentimes meet with, you know, my birth community Um and sometimes, like, I just never felt like I fit in. Like, I never fit in into, like, the mommy group. I never, I was never, like, the playdate mommy. I was never, like, the <laughs> organic you, mommy. I was never, <laughs> like, the, like, I just never fit in. Because I do what's right for my children. And right. that is, like, 
the only thing. I'm not all on one side and I'm not all on the other side. I kind of hang out on the fence sometimes. <laughs> and that's where I say that that's okay. You're, oh, it's okay for you to be that fence mom, you know, when it comes to vaccines or what you feed your kids or, you know, whatever. Um, but I really wanted to surround myself with Latinas who are professional, Latinas who are business owners, and I wanted to support them in that journey. Maybe mm -hmm. because I felt a lack of support, or maybe I didn't feel enough support or the support that I wanted. So I created it. And I have all of the women in the collaborative, they're all somehow connected to the birth world or the mothering journey, awesome. parenting journey. So there's like birth photographers, maternity photographers, oh, wow, nice. there's um, psychotherapists. One of them Ooh. is very, very involved in like postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety. She does workshops every week. Ooh, we have um, show. Yes, it's me, myself and mommy. Um, her name is Susanna Marquez. And then there's also Helen Caldwell, both Latinas, both are psychotherapists and both are definitely willing to um, support the mother in those things because it's okay. It's okay for you to have postpartum depression because it's a very real thing. Um, and then I have like a yoga instructor and these are like, you know, educated women. One of them uh, just graduated with her doctor doctorate degree. Oh, wow. um, and so it's really nice to have her on board. She does prenatal yoga, but she's also a professor on the, on the college, um, you know, level level. Yeah. <laughs> um, so all of these women, I surround myself with them. We meet every month and we just bounce ideas off of each other. How can we help the community? How can we be present in the community? Um, we just did our first event on Sunday um, and we had moms come out and it was really just about getting moms to come and talk about whatever you want. It could be whatever. It doesn't really matter. There was no topic or anything. Um, the next one that we're going to do is going to be about um, raising bicultural children. Um, so whether you're like first generation, oh, wow, second generation, or whether you have mixed uh, race children, like how do you instill those values and traditions into and your child? And how can we find you? Um, so there's a bunch of different social media platforms that I'm on, but um, Together in Birth, um, at Together in Birth on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and then Latina Mothers Collaborative on Instagram and Facebook. Awesome. Um, so yeah, you can look on there and stay tuned on all of our events and everything that we're doing. Oh my gosh, it's incredible. Yeah. And you guys met Carolina the last time too yes. that yes, we were I here. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, Palina, do you have a pick or a tip this week? Yeah, I actually have a pick, uh, a pick that Marisol gave me. I gave it to you? <laughs> yeah. You gave me some affirmation cards. Oh, I did. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I saw them and I, I didn't read them, but when I was at home one day, I was started to read them and they were really good to meditate on. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like affirmations that you tell yourself, like, I can do this. My body's ready. I'm, this is going to be easy. Like I am, you know, like my body's is strong enough. All those things that you tell yourself, you have to tell yourself constantly. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the tools that I'm using to prepare myself. And so I choose one and then I kind of do some like breathing and I'm like, okay, I, I'm going to be able to do this. I'm going to do this. So I because it. I feel like I, I really want to, I really want to get prepared this time, you yeah. know? So I really like those affirmations. And those are great gifts for like friends that are pregnant. Um, well, I'll put the link on the show notes, but they're just some, it's just a bunch of different affirmation cards. And they say all kinds of different, all kinds stuff. of things. Yeah. And they're, they're targeted for like the birth thing. Yeah. So that's my tip. Yeah. I'm going to give like, I think this book has been my tip for like all the time, but I feel like I love, I love it that much. It really, really helped my, my my delivery and it taught me so much and i think i talked to you about the book when mm -hmm. we were having a conversation about my birth story but it's called active birth the new approach to giving birth naturally by janet Velasquez. and it's you know i want to see when this book was published it was published a long time ago because the pictures in it are pretty like oh 92 actually not that, not long, that ago. long ago a long time ago <laughs> actually but no, oh, the pictures, the ladies look like they're from the 80s. But Well, 92 is... 92 was yeah. pretty still 80s. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I was like, I thought it was like, this looks like the, the 80s. The bush was still going yeah. on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, it was very much going on. You can tell in the pictures. But this book really, I was sort of like my Bible in my last trimester. It teaches you a lot of positions where you can induce your own contractions when you feel yeah. like they're not coming. It tells you... Uh, they give you exercises to do postpartum to strengthen your um, 
core your core again in a very gentle way mm-hmm. so you're not like moving you're not like working out you're not working yeah. out or anything and it really was one book that i would recommend to anyone who's pregnant i know that you guys are bombarded with book all like all kinds of things that you can read yeah and that everything. you can read yeah. but this comes from me and what worked for me and i followed it and i have, and you got the results that i got the results that I, that I expected yeah. from from it so i really really like that book so i recommend for anyone to get it and also you know we, we i also wanted to um uh to tell you that if you do choose to have an epidural like that's cool too yes i yeah. feel yes. like because just because i you know i choose to have my way as a baby a certain mm-hmm. way and paulina chooses to have her baby a certain way i don't want you know if you there's a lot of moms who i've met who have that wanted to have naturally and said you know but then i had the epidural and then the baby came like right, right away. away that's yeah. my best friend and it, and it relaxed me <laughs> and i was able to actually have yeah. the baby like without any issues right and i was trying to have the baby and i wasn't able to because i was too tense mm-hmm. and it relaxed me mm-hmm. you know so i just also want to say like if you're wanting to do that that's cool too and yes. i think that you as a doula also also support uh, that uh, support that yeah correct? absolutely because it's all about having an empowered birth it's right. all about you taking control and if this was your choice and this is something that you wanted to do and you know the pros and cons that's an informed birth and right. that's all I can ask for for mm-hmm. any woman. When I was interviewing doulas with my with my youngest, a doula straight told me, she said, "If you have an epidural, I'm leaving." Oh what? Oh, what? And I was like, "This is not like I don't need to feel judged yeah. when I'm having a baby." Right. And so, I mean, and that is very like that has been embedded in my brain. Like I remember, I do not want to be that doula to tell Bitch. a woman that whenever you <laughs> like. I don't even remember what her name was. I know that she was older. She was much older um, than I was. But, like, that's not cool. Like, no. that's not cool for you to tell a woman that yeah. if you choose to do something during your birth, that that's not what it is. Yeah. I'm going to support and yeah. I'm going to advocate whatever you want because you need to feel empowered. Right. Yeah. And I think at this, like, you know, this era we're living in right now is, like, all, like, crunchy granola, organic, like, com- yeah. let's compost. Yeah. And, like, let's grow our own, like, herbs and, like. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't want to tell you my like, tip. <laughs> sacrifice <laughs> your own chickens. You know what I mean? Milk our own cows. Right. You know, like. Which is drink cool almond too. milk. Hey. Which, trust me, like, I'm all about that. Like, yeah. I am that person. I wish I could yeah. do that. Like, I'm that person. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. totally, I'm there. But because we're in this era, like, I feel like people that choose to have things like that, like, you know, feel judged. And yeah, feel like don't. And feel like they don't have a place. Like, like it's not about one is better than the other it's just some people choose to have other yes. things and like yeah it's cool girl like some people like gmos yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> msg is delicious girl msg is delish yeah. i would i mean i believe me if if my first experience with the epidural would have been great like my best friend she gets the epidural and i remember and like two seconds later her yeah, baby's born for, for real those kids just leap out of her like yeah. she she would tell me like the first time she was like whenever they give the epidural just push that button okay push the button you won't feel it i'm like okay okay i tried but my epidural didn't didn't but do that, for that me. every woman's body is different yeah. and we can't <laughs> yeah, compare exactly. ourselves to somebody else's if experience. i would have had the experience i would have it was every single baby but right. it didn't work out that way for me yeah. it was horrible for me that I want numbing cream for my vajay next time so for I don't real. hear so yeah, I don't or a gel I just, <laughs> yeah, yeah so I just don't feel that ring of fire that ring of fire is freaking like, like I just can't that there ring like, of fire is, is no there, joke is no joke anesthesia for <laughs> there is vajay? breathing exercises and I will say look at me let's take a nice big deep breath in and you just go breathe through it yeah. it's moments it's <laughs> moments and it'll go away they have this uh, numbing cream you can put on your throat that I found in the store i wonder if you can just <laughs> like when you have a sore throat i don't no. know if you would put that <laughs> other kind of store <laughs> oh my god so, i don't know i'll about tell you that. she's it's on one maybe spray. maybe the she's on heat the caramel <laughs> apple the caramel apple situation going on <laughs> anyway um uh, your tip or trick okay. um my tip is cloth pads so okay. i've been on a very long transition maybe the last four years, what I've tried to eliminate 
things in my household that, you know, are not toxic. Yeah, that are toxic, that are not healthy for your family. So eliminating plastics and going to glass containers yeah. or, or metal or, you know, things like that. Stainless steel. Yeah. Um, and I, about two years ago, I made the transition to just organic, like tampons, right? Like organic tampons, 100% cotton, like no chlorine, no, 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 no chemicals. Um, and then I switched over to organic pads um, that were like disposable, right? So you just throw them away. Um, but last month, I tried the cloth pads that I purchased and I love them really love them yeah and they come in different sizes and they're not as disgusting and gross as you may think it is so they're reusable you want they're reusable like cloth diapering but for your period so cloth pads no they're not like things they're like actual pads oh okay so actual pads are made out of cloth and they're super absorbent oh and it was amazing i i purchased i want to say 16 pads so there's three no, 14 pads, three overnights, like the long ones, like, mm-hmm. you know, just for heavy flow or overnight. And then I purchased 11 regular flow pads. I used half of that stash. Really? Wow. During my entire cycle. Wow. Yeah. And how, how often do you change them? You change them just as needed, like you would a regular pad. But I probably changed like twice or th- or maybe three times on like the first couple of days, like three times each day. Um, because they're super duper absorbent. Wow. And when I when I hear all of my girlfriends and, you know, they use the cups and, you know, the this and that, I was like, how come nobody told me that having a cloth pad felt like you were sitting on a cloud? Like there's like a cloud on oh. my vagina. Like it's what? just so soft and comfortable. I want to sit on a vagina. I want to sit on a vagina. So that's what I'm on right now. I want to sit on a cloud. I want to sit a lot of things, but a vagina is not one of them. <laughs> Um, I I just purchased a Diva cup this past weekend and I'm excited to try it out. I yeah. have, I haven't come with her yet, so yeah. but when I have it, I'm gonna try. I I bought it. Yeah, at Target. They I haven't had my period in a while, and I, it was it was a lo- it was a long process. I was like, should I get them? Should I get them? And then there were so many choices, and it was so overwhelming that I was just like, just I'm done. I'm you just know, gonna use. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm really gonna consider. I'm gonna consider them for the post birth yeah. because you know you you you're bleed so for fresh so and it's so yeah. like there's this internal so wounds tender. that you have yeah. that are that are, you're healing, and then you put like I'm telling you numbing cream. <laughs> but what does that do for the flow to catch oh, the flow? <laughs> yeah, but it's tender though. Yeah, <laughs> there's all of these chemicals in the pads and plastic and. Sure. And, you know, so I, my, myself included, like there's like a rashy kind of feeling and the cloth pads just eliminate all of that. So huh. I'm all about just. Is there a particular brand? Um, one, The one that I got that I really liked was the Hi Baby from Amazon. Um, I really Hi tried baby. to shop from like local moms mm-hmm. um, and support local businesses. Um, but because it's considered a medical device, like a toothbrush and like a tampon, they have to register um, nice. the pads and we'll stuff. We'll link it on our show so, notes. Um, yeah. But you are crazy. Granola. I I'm not. I'm like, hello. I don't look crunchy. Granola. You don't have to look at to be it. I know that's true. My sister calls me a sucky hippie because <laughs> I will get a you know leather bag and a crocodile belt and you know all this stuff. She's like, you're a sucky hippie. Um, but yeah, so you're a fence. You're in the fence. I'm on the fence. Yeah, yeah I for sure. Choose what I want. Yeah, I'm because I can. You. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, well, thanks so much for being here. So again, where can we find you at togetherandbirth.com? Yes, together togetherandbirth.com is my website um, at togetherandbirth on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and then Latina Mothers Collaborative on Instagram and Facebook amazing and you can find us at underscore supermamas on Instagram and Twitter supermamas podcast on Facebook and supermamas.la on the web uh, and don't forget to review us on iTunes and share this episode subscribe to our tell newsletter. a friend about our yes. show spread the podcast love you know, tell them about what podcasting is. Be like, yeah. there's these crazy girls who talk about all kinds of stuff, like <laughs> a lot, like school lunches and then period pads. Yeah, that I think you would find interesting. Um, From school lunches to period pads. Yeah, yeah. Sex, everything toys, in between. Whatever. We just talk about everything. Here. Uh, and again, superromance.la or com. Subscribe to our newsletter, and we will see you next week. Super, Super mamas. mamas! Super Mamas, Marnie Son. Super Mamas! Bye. Bye. Bye.